When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, I am not the real Steven Skolansky. No. I am an imposter. That's because I'm the real Steven <laughs> Skolansky. You know, the funny thing is, we sound so much alike. I know! <laughs> I'm sure people listening just like, I wonder which one is the real Steven Skolansky. I don't know. I don't, okay. Like, honestly, like, if you guys can shoot us an email, text message, voicemail, we'll give all of that at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys think we sound alike, we would like to know, because... One of one of my friends always hears my brother on the phone, and he's like, "Which one's the real Steven? They both sound exactly the same." Oh man, you know, but I mean, never yeah, know. Grow, growing up, I mean, whenever we call, we would call like uh, either of our grandmothers, like I got it a lot at least. Oh, hi, Steve, how's it going? I'm like, no, Grandma, it's Rob. <laughs> although, although our mom always gets us sort of mixed up, she always yeah, calls but me that's you. Just a, I feel like that's just a mother thing. Bart, no! Yeah. Oh, I'm just so used to it. Lisa, yeah. no! <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, our dad doesn't do it. Our dad doesn't mix us up. But our mom, like, even if, like, I'm standing next to her, she'll be like, Steve, and I just look at her and go, who am I? <laughs> Get well, it you're, right, I'm, damn it. I mean, you're, I mean, you're the older one, so I can't imagine she calls you by my name all that much. No, I don't. Well, yeah, every once in a while, she's like, hey, Rob. But I think it's I think it's also because she sees you more. Oh, definitely. Like she sees you way more, and so now, maybe that's yeah. it. But I that might be it. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm I'm not. Uh... Um, and this this week's episode is very 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 controversial. Yep, this is um, probably one of the most controversial episodes in The Simpsons. This this yeah. is actually with many people citing that this is the moment. The Simpsons jumped the shark. Uh, you know, we can't even use that because I hate I hate people who use that phrase because it's <laughs> it comes well if any if I if nobody knows it comes from Happy Days with the Fonz yep. where he jumped over a shark on water skis. When people say jump the shark, that usually means oh yeah, that's when stuff starts to go bad. The problem is Happy Days still had a really good run after that episode. They were still yeah. doing well in the ratings. So no, we definitely, definitely use that term a lot. I use it yeah. quite a bit for a lot of different TV shows. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> this is getting, uh, getting out of hand. Which saying that is fine. But like saying, oh yeah, the show has jumped the shark. Um, I hate to remind everybody they're in their 30, what? Sixth season now? 35th? 35. 35th season. If this is the episode that made it jump the shark. Would it still be on air? I don't think so. Yeah. So, so I just like to say a good farewell, though. This this episode is the last episode 
produced by the wonderful Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. So this is the end of their era right here. And I guess they went out with a bang, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're, this is our last episode? Well, here's a big like, F you. It's, yeah, it's like those people that do some shitty stuff on their last day of work yeah. before they leave. Like, well, it's my last day. I can't yeah. get fired. <laughs> uh, so, Happy trails, everyone. Yeah, so for all of you who aren't aware what episode we're about to do, this is Season 9, Episode 2, The Principal and the Pauper, which is a reference to the book The Prince and the Pauper by Mark Twain. Yep. Uh, also, this is Episode 180. It is. Episode 180. Uh, air date, uh, September 28th, 1997. Um, getting, getting, it's weird because this is the second to last episode before Treehouse of Horror. So, unless there was like some uh, World Series nonsense in between, I would there have, might have to, been a there might have yeah. been a couple weeks, couple weeks where they had a yeah. Had there's a definitely postpone. a couple. There is definitely a couple weeks between uh, this episode and our next episode. It looks like I'm doing my math right about three weeks. Yeah, so, so World baseball. Series time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, recap: The townspeople are stunned to learn Seymour Skinner may not be who he thought. Hey, Disney Plus, you actually did a decent job on a recap. Yep. Yeah, last I week... mean, <laughs> oh, you know, God. you know, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's funny, like how they took this title, turned it into the episode. And that's kind of yeah. what the principal and the popper is. Yeah. Where like the downtrodden takes over for like the king. I think it's like a king. Yeah. And, no, it's the prince. They, or the prince. Oh, is it? And they because it's literally the book title, "The Prince and the Popper." Sure, and like they swap spots because the prince is like not wanting to be the whole. I mean, they you know it's funny. They could have done it a little bit differently. They could have done the oh, I'm the real whoever. They could have done a twinsy type thing. Yeah, very similar. Or you know, I mean, it. I mean, it's it's eh. not. I mean, there's. So many, I feel like so many TV shows have done this concept. Like, I know Futurama kind of did this concept where they had the, the robot prince was like, oh, I want to be a commoner. And yep. so he switched bodies with Bender. It was the, I mean, it was the, the body swapping episode. But this, the way they wrote it for this, um, not good. Yeah. Not, I, no. Uh, no chalkboard, because we have to deal with stupid shenanigans. Uh, our couch gag, because it's the beginning of the season, is new. Uh, the family, dressed in astronaut suits, sits down on the couch. The couch takes off like a rocket. I love I love Santa's little helper just like looks up and he's like, where are you guys going? Oh, you guys leaving? Okay. <laughs> well, they're so used to the Simpsons just leaving the house and being home alone. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Normal. They'll just go. They'll go to space. Come back. Homer's been to space before. The dog knows it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we start the episode with Principal Skinner walking through the halls of the school. That's morning. He wants to uh, make sure everything is, you know, nice. Yeah. It's a school, and he checks for dust on the lockers. He uses his pocket watch to make sure the hallway clock is on time. That's <laughs> that awesome, great. though. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I mean. I don't know if you've ever done this, but sometimes, like, when I was setting, like, my uh, stove, like, yeah. uh, 
like okay, so like a power went out. Yeah. Oh, I, I used my wanna, phone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want my stove to be off, so I'm yeah. sitting here with the seconds, and then as oh. soon as it like hits the next number, I hit start on the stove, so that way they're synced. Oh. <laughs> Just because I don't want to be like, oh, my kids got to go to school, but my phone is like a minute or two. <laughs> slower or faster than my stove but when i'm in my kitchen i use that as my clock i just don't grab my phone you know what i mean and so i just don't want to be late so i always sync up my clocks i i mean i always have my phone i mean my clocks in my kitchen are about a minute off one way or the other so it's not that big of a deal i live five minutes from work um yeah the one that gets me is my car clock (laughs) yeah That thing I've done right, that too. I've I've sunk my car clock too. Like my car clock is eight minutes fast. Yeah, you need like one of those new cars uh, where your cell phone dictates the time on the clock. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a 2015, so I mean, so and you know this pocket watch, it's in this episode a lot, but it really has no bearing on this episode at all. Well, I mean, it has a picture of Agnes in it, so where I think they're trying to set up, oh, yeah. Principal Skinner's mother. Is yeah. it really his mother? We'll, well find I don't out. Know. Well, see, to me, like, yeah, they did linger on the picture of Agnes with the, with the pocket watch. So to me, it almost seems like, oh, are they going to kill off a character? Or maybe. Like, I wouldn't think, oh, something's fishy going on with Skinner. I would think, Oh, are they killing off Agnes? Like that would be my <laughs> first thought if I'd never seen this episode. Maybe, yeah, they you tend to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so Skinner checks the distance of the trash can <laughs> to the wall, and he says he has it going on. <laughs> what now, is wouldn't it? it be more? Wouldn't it be more Willie making sure that he puts the trash cans back where they? Because yeah. it's not like Skinner's going around making sure. You know what I mean? Well, He's no, just... Skin- Skinner's going around making sure Willie did his job correctly. Yeah. But I like how he says he has it going on. No, 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 no. Willie's the one that did all the trash work. Not yes. you. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Chalmer pops his head around the corner to watch Skinner. Like, yeah. this is the first time I think we've seen Chalmers, like, try to sneak around Skinner. Yeah. He's well, Skinner! Well, and the thing, too, is it's like, I feel like Chalmers wouldn't actively be trying to avoid Skinner because he'd want to yell at him. So, you know, it's out of yeah. character. So, you know, something's up. Something's up. Yep. And uh, Skinner uses a tuning fork to make sure the school bell is the same pitch. Yeah. I mean, gotta make sure it rings, right? And Skinner yeah. says, let the good times roll. <laughs> like, does it, I mean, does it matter that the, the school bell is the right pitch, though? As long as it, you hear it going off, does it matter? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the schools have an approved pitch to their, uh, their bells. I mean, all school bells yeah. do sound the same. Yeah. No matter what school I've ever been in, bells well, I'm always assuming, sound I'm the assuming same. whoever makes the, the, the school bells, it's the same manufacturer. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's really funny. I kind of, I kind of like that because I learned, because one of my roommates in college, their family runs the factory that makes the little uh, blue, white, red uh, barbershop, oh, like twirly oh. things. Yeah. And... We were talking about, it and it's like, yeah, if someone has one of those in their windows and it's not this, yeah, we could, like it, they they literally this company has the monopoly <laughs> on on those blue spinny things. 
Like it's yeah. funny. It's really funny. So yeah, maybe schools funny. are the same way. They uh, oh, maybe they, uh, they have to. Every school has to use the same one. Um, and Chalmers yeah. follows Skinner with Skinner, you know, unaware that he's there. So I like yeah. how we see that Skinner's like making sure his school's perfect, but he's completely unaware yeah. of someone stalking his halls. Yeah. And uh, Skinner walks by the faculty lounge, and Chalmers, you know, sneaks into the fac- faculty lounge. It's like, good lord, the <laughs> rod up that man's butt must have a rod up that up its butt. <laughs> yeah because skinner is you know so anal about things being perfect yes he is you know mr bopple says hi to chalmers and uh mr bopple's like oh superintendent chalmers can i offer you a, a cup of coffee flavored bevering <laughs> what what is maybe bevering is like a brand Maybe like I get the joke of coffee flavor. It's like the gravy. It's like brown and yeah. water. Like yeah. I get the I get the joke that they're so yeah. poor, school so poor that they can't have real coffee. But I just don't. Maybe well, B the B in the book. So if you look at Bevering, it, the B is capitalized, so that would be a noun. So maybe that is a a brand then in the Simpsons universe. Um, and Superintendent Chalmers like, yeah, I take it gray with creamium. <laughs> But first, before Skinner shows up, I have a secret announcement. In honor of Seymour's 20th year as principal, we decided to hold a surprise tribute Friday night. And Crown's keeper was like, it's my 20th year too. Like, and Chalmers like, oh, the teacher's lounge is for teachers, Willie. <laughs> so, so Willie must have started the same time as uh, Skinner. Skinner then. Well, did Skinner hire Willie? Skinner must have hired Willie. I mean, you know, it's funny. You think of like groundskeepers or janitors as being around like longer than everyone else. Like teachers, yeah. teachers, principals, students come and go, but the the help is the same <laughs> forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. But congratulations, Willie, on being yeah. at the school for 20 years. We'll give you your tribute here on the Simpsons Data Podcast. Good job, Willie, for doing probably a half-assed job yeah so willie scoffs spits on the ground and leaves <laughs> he's like ah. like fine <laughs> and miss hoover asks her class to uh volunteer to present an oral report on skinner slave <laughs> this is great <laughs> oh my god i laughed so hard at this i Ralph's did like, too ralph's like miss hoover which one's oral <laughs> and all i can think about is holy shit this has got to be the dirtiest joke the simpsons have put on tv at this point oh for sure uh, oh and Hoover tells great. ralph it's the one out of your mouth well there's there's oral and there's uh written yeah so uh, God, well, I just, I, the, the, only, the thing I always think about when I heard that was Kevin Smith whenever he like talks about podcasts he's going to give yeah. oral to your ears <laughs> and like that's like like that's like the first thing that came to my mind when Ralph said oh. that I'm like oh my god Ralph's the dirtiest kid in the school apparently <laughs> yeah well it's funny because I, I guarantee you when we saw this as kids it went right over our heads oh I'm sure and then Miss Hoover asked for volunteers and both Lisa and Ralph raised their hands but Miss Hoover picks Lisa clearly because she's yeah. the smarter one, and Ralph yeah. tells Miss Hoover that uh, I'm Ralph. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, thank you, Lisa. No, no, Miss Hoover, I'm Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Hoover explains that she only needs one volunteer, and Ralph asks Miss Hoover, "Which one is one?" <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh, Ralph can't learn. Why isn't he in the remedial? 
They put Bart. Okay, that other school. They put Bart in the remedial class. Yeah. Why isn't Ralph in the remedial class? What is he doing in? Chief real- Chief, Chief Wickham has something on Chalmers. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And Lisa tells Miss Hoover that her and Ralph could do the report together. And Miss Hoover tells Lisa, well, it's your funeral. Yeah. And Ralph has another question. But unfortunately, we don't get to hear it. I wonder yeah, if he's going to ask, what's a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so we cut back to the Simpson house and Bart is putting small balls. We don't we don't know what it is yet, but I were to assume meatballs. Yeah. Like he's scooping meatballs. It's like America balls. Yeah. I, and uh, on a tray. And sticking American flags in them. Yeah. And uh, Marge's like, Bart, what are, why are you doing that? It's like, our class is making refreshments for Skinner's party. These are in honor of his army days. Makes sense. American flags. Yeah. And Marge's like, well, that explains the flags. What about the dog food? <laughs> and Bart's like, my theory is Skinner likes dog food. <laughs> I mean, that's a good theory. <laughs> God. Yeah. And Marge is like, oh. Why don't we just bake him a cake? Probably a better idea. Yep. And then, uh, and then Homer comes in and he eats the the American balls, but yep. But he doesn't realize that he's eating dog food, even though there's like five cans of dog food <laughs> sitting in front of Bart. He's like, "Ooh, American balls!" and just shoves them in his mouth, and he likes it. Yep. Like, They're tasty. Oh my god! It's just, dude. Did you not see the dog food? Come on, man. Uh, so now we go see, back my to theory, the skinny. My theory is my theory Homer is likes dog- Homer likes dog food. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he was <laughs> drunk. <laughs> that too. Um. So now we go back to the Skinner house, and Skinner is sitting in front of a light that casts a shadow on a piece of paper. Um. Doing yeah, so it's like a silhouette. I I remember doing this in first grade. Do you remember uh, doing this? I don't know. Okay, I remember doing this in first grade. Yeah, because you like you get like a shadow, you trace the outline, and then that's your silhouette portrait. Oh, okay. And then you and like color it in because all the other no. portraits are, but all the other portraits are black. Yeah, that's what a silhouette portrait is. They're just black. So you color them in, or is it black no. paper and you cut out the? The white. Yeah, it's it's white paper, you cut it out and you put it on black paper. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so uh, a- uh Agnes yells at Skinner to to give her the time. She's like, now. She's like, give me the time. <laughs> now. And Seymour's like, it's seven o'clock Friday night, time for their weekly silhouette. Um and so, like, the room widens out, and it's just wall-to-wall of pic- <laughs> silhouette pictures of Skinner. So, uh, that's a lot, like... Why does Agnes want to... I thought, okay, look, uh, clearly she loves her son enough to do this, but we always see her yelling at him. So, yeah. is it Skinner's idea to do these, or Agnes's idea to do these? I, I feel like it was Agnes's at first, and now it's Seymour? I don't know. Well, here's the thing, though. Obviously, this Friday is different than all other Fridays. Yes. So, uh, I'll take the yelling with a grain of salt. Um, And so, Agnes tells him, no, uh, we're not doing the silhouette, because cutting out his ugly nose gives her a hand cramp. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't know. His nose seems pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, his mouth kind of ha- extends out a little bit, so maybe that would be a little bit weirder. But they all kind of do. I don't yeah. know. Um, and so uh, Skinner tells his mom that she loves Silo at night. Uh, and then they go through her bird book and make silly captions. So it's <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. A nice night with your mom. Um, Every Friday night. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and then Seymour, you know, he just stops talking when he notices that Agnes is wearing a dress and she's got some pearls on and she's all fancy. And uh, Agnes is like, Seymour, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of this house. Take me for a drive. <laughs> but if you're sick of him, you wouldn't want him to take you for a drive. Yeah. Um, and so Skinner's like, well, what's so special about this night? And Agnes is like, nothing. Now put on your special suit and get in the car. <laughs> is it, doesn't he wear the same suit? Yes. Yes, he does. And so uh, they pull up to Springfield Elementary School and there's a sign out front, which is weird because I think this is like the only time we ever see this sign. Yeah. I don't. Well, no, don't we see like signs during like band nights or like concerts or Christmas pageants? Or, oh, maybe. There... No, we always see banners, I thought. Up Was to it always point. banners? Yeah. Oh. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, but the sign says, tonight, surprise tribute to Seymour Skinner. They passed the sign. How did he not read it? Because he's like... <laughs> How did he not see it during the day? Or did Willie not put out the letters until after Skinner went home? He probably didn't put them up until after the school day. Oh, okay. And they pull up to the school, and Skinner's like, why are we here? And what does that sign say? You drove by <laughs> it. Like, you were going five miles an hour. No, he just missed it. Sometimes you get missed signs when you drive by them. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and so Agnes hits Seymour, and she's like, I don't like your tone. <laughs> I mean, I guess she has to keep up the charade. Yeah, until they're um, inside. That's yeah. how you do a surprise party. You gotta keep yeah. the charade until you get inside. Well, I mean, when we threw our mom her surprise party for her, her like, 16th, quote-unquote, she's a leap yep. year baby for everybody out there listening, and I, I had to be the one to take her out of Steve's house. Man, that was, that was, so, I mean, she <laughs> believed, you know, our reason for getting her out of the house. Well, we did, we did good. Yeah. We're good at surprise parties. We and and I, I will say she didn't recognize that Lori, our, our uncle's car was in the parking lot across the street from Steve's house. So, yeah, so, yeah she, she, but it was funny because towards the end, like, cause we were like at like, I don't know, Cole's. And she's like, God, can we go can we go back to your brothers? I'm like, I'm like, well, I think Elliot, I think Elliot's still down for his nap. <laughs> oh my god. It was I will say it was getting a little annoying at the end. I get it, you know, but man. Um and so Agnes and Seymour walk into the school and they walk into the audit I think it was the auditorium, I think. Maybe the gymnasium and they went to the auditorium and yeah. they turn on the light. And uh, Seymour's surprised by all the parents and Chalmers and everybody there and the teachers. And there's a banner above the door. I don't know. It was weird. Isn't so it weird a... that the whole town was there, though? Was it the like, whole town? It was basically the whole town. I don't know. 20 years, principal of the town. Many, many kids have gone through and he's interacted with a lot of people. I don't know. It seemed that weird. Especially no. in a small town like Springfield. I guess so. Um, 
But the banner, the banner annoys me just a little bit because it says "Happiest Twentieth Anniversary Principal Skinner." The reason it annoys me: everything is in uppercase except for the "I" in anniversary. No, I think what happened was that someone spelled it wrong, and the only way to fit an "I" in was lowercase in that little spot. That's how I took it. Someone spelled anniversary wrong. <clears throat> I took it. I took it as somebody doesn't know how to make a banner properly. And it annoyed oh. me. It did, it's still annoying that the I is lowercase. No, you could have fit an uppercase I. An uppercase I is just a line. No, no, no. You got to do the two lines on top and bottom. No, you don't. That's an, upper, that's an uppercase I. Only only when you're typing. When I write, I, I just, it's a line. Uh, No, that's an L. No, that's an uppercase I. <laughs> well, you need to go back to kindergarten. You can swap spots with Elliot. He'll, t- he'll teach you. <laughs> He'll teach no, you how to no, no. do an uppercase look, I. No, 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 Because no. looking at my computer, the sentence starts with a capital, capitalized I, and it's a line. Uh-huh. All and right. it's the word in. No, you can capitalize <laughs> an I and have it just being a line. All right. Uh, so Agnes wishes Skinner a happy anniversary, and Seymour thanks her, and says uh, she is still the best at being the master of deception. <laughs> And Agnes says, she surely is. And they hug. Aww. She really does love him. And so now we get Lisa and Ralph doing (laughs) their oral report. It's like, so. (laughs) And he's like, so. In 1966, a brave young man named Seymour Skinner enlisted and shipped out to Vietnam, where he rose to become platoon sergeant. Ralph? Principal Skinner is an old man who lives at the school. Lisa! <laughs> I mean, he basically does. Yeah. Like, Sergeant Skinner was a hero. He risked capture many times behind enemy lines. Teacher made me go to the Principal Skinner's office when I was dirty. <laughs> Lisa apparently wrote a good report for Ralph, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and he survived to make it back to Springfield where he became the fine educator we salute tonight. I was like, when I grew up, I want to be a principal or a caterpillar. <laughs> I love you, Principal Skinner. <laughs> now, okay. What, I was, what gets me upset about this is Lisa is a fucking smart student. Yeah. If she were to actually do her research, like actually do her research, she would have discovered he wasn't the real Seymour Skinner. Not necessarily, because we'll get we'll get into that. I I I don't know. I I, I mean, like, wouldn't she have known? Like, I, I guess I don't know if she could look up army pictures or how pictures were, but could she like Google Seymour Skinner? Steve, and... what year is this? <laughs> what year is this? Did you seriously just say Google? In 1997. Okay, maybe. Could she have just asked Jeeves? <laughs> yeah. She could have Yahooed or asked Jeeves. Or... In 1997. Yeah, AOL existed in 97. Remember all those discs? Internet yeah, I don't existed. think... It's searching, the, searching they, didn't, they didn't have a computer at the... Dude, they, they can't... No, it, it would have been very difficult to find out Skinner's past, I feel like. I don't know. She found out in 1996 he went to Vietnam. Where did she read that? I don't Where know. Where did maybe... she get her information? Cite her sources. And the Kravapple. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Um, so some of the kids sing a tribute song to Skinner. Um, 
kind of wish I would have got some of the lyrics for it, but uh, uh, so that that song is uh, hold on, um, is uh, a knockoff of the theme song of the popular sitcom Flipper. Oh, I thought it sounded familiar. I just couldn't place it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so now we see a man driving by the school and he sees the sign and he tells the driver to pull over. It's like, huh, who's this guy? Yeah. Why does he want to go to a school? Yeah. Let's find out. So Superintendent Chalmers is talking and says he knows the school only serves <laughs> cake on Thursdays. And I am aware today is Friday. <laughs> Nevertheless, I have a surprise for you guys. <laughs> And uh, Barney Millhouse roll out a cake. It's not um, regular normal cake. It's nothing fancy. Know, but like, there's tw- like, what? There's like what? Uh, Eighty people there. Yeah, right. <laughs> not everyone gets cake. No. And uh, he, they, uh, Bart says, "I hope everyone brought forks and plates." And Chief Wiggum uh, excitedly holds up <laughs> his fork and plate. <laughs> Maybe he just brings it to every event, just assuming there'll be cake served. I mean, it's Wiggum. I won't be surprised. I should keep a fork and a plate in my backpack, just in case. You never know. Yep. And Skinner walks up on stage and blows out the candles on the cake and shakes Bart's hand. Bart's actually finally being nice. Wait, Is he, though? No, he's, no, he's not. He has a prank hand buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> and Skinner laughs it off. Ah, Bart. I mean, yeah. he probably could have done worse than a yeah. buzzer, but he appreciates Skinner a yes. little bit. And, uh, I mean, they've been through a lot. Yeah. They've been oh, through yeah. love stories. They've been through getting his job back. They've quite a long time. Yeah. Eight years. Well, maybe not eight Ten. years. She's in well, fourth grade. So yeah. four years. He's four been years. with them four years. Yeah. And uh, Skinner says, it is a wonderful night to share with people and town that he loves. I have never been happier or prouder to be Seymour Skinner. And then. That's a weird thing to room. say. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, honestly, it actually makes sense. He's like, I've never been prouder to be Seymour Skinner. But it's a we're weird, about to but, find out that he stole someone's life. But it, but again, it's a weird thing to say. In je- like, I've never been, oh yeah, I've never been happier to be Robert Sklansky. Why would I say that? Why would I say it like that? It's such a weird thing to say. Because you think too highly of yourself. That's why. I wish I did. It's like when you walk into it's like, yeah, I'm the awesomest one in this room. When you're the, the only coolest. one in this room? Right. Exactly. Are you the only one in the room? Yep. And I'm the <laughs> awesomest one in this room. And uh, so uh, the man from, man from earlier walks in and says, that Skinner isn't Seymour Skinner. And then Principal Skinner drops the mic and says in a shocked voice, Skinner? And Chalmers sounds <laughs> like, Skinner? <laughs> and the man... Uh, Says he's Skinner, and Agnes says Seymour, and faints. Yeah. And Principal Skinner yells out, uh, "Mother!" The man says uh, that Agnes is his mother. <laughs> this is starting to get very confusing. Yes. And then Chalmers asks someone to remove that crazy man, and Principal Skinner says, "No, no, he's not crazy." And Principal Skinner says, "It's true. I am an imposter." That man is the real Seymour Skinner. And everyone is shocked. Except Homer, who's like, keep looking shocked. 
and move slowly <laughs> towards the cake. Dude, I would totally do that. And it's something like, I, I would totally do. I'm like, I, oh, I don't, I don't give a shit what's <laughs> going on right now. I want cake. <laughs> All I want is that cake over there. Oh, oh and, man. Uh, so, so then Willie, Edna, uh, Doctor, and Mrs. Hibbert, Edna, and Chalmers go to oh. the principal's office <laughs> uh, put we, uh, we, we said Edna's Edna in a chair. We said Edna twice. Oh, sorry. That's um, my bad. They, they put him in the office, you know, or put Agnes in the office, you know, to talk to like, all right, yeah. we got to figure this out. Yeah. Well, it's weird. I think Mrs. Hibbert might also be a doctor because she was checking Agnes's pulse. Oh, okay. She might Maybe. be a doctor or it's something she learned for, from her husband who was also in the room. Yes. Um, and so Chalmers like, all right, we got to sort all this out. Who are you? And the man introduces himself as Sergeant Seymour Skinner of the U.S. Army. And we have a guest voice. Martin Sheen. Yay. What? Martin Sheen. Not Charlie Sheen, but Martin Sheen. Yep, his dad. His dad, yeah. He, they do sound a little similar. I mean, Martin Sheen at this point was, I mean, still in like his 60s. But yeah. he had that gruffer voice than Charlie. Um, and so, the so our Skinner says it's true and says he was in the sergeant's platoon and he's like he tells the sergeant that he was told that the the real skinner meaning him or the sergeant was killed in a scouting mission and the sergeant's like no i was just captured um (laughs) and so the sergeant says it's kind of a funny story (laughs) i don't think it's funny to be kidnapped but okay um, after five years in a secret POW camp, he was sold to China for slave labor. And in, and since seventy uh, and since seventy seven, he has been making sneakers at gunpoint in a sweatshop in Wuhan, China, which coincidentally is where the COVID virus came from. So, Principal or Sergeant Seymour Skinner brought COVID to America, not Randy Marsh. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Did 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 principal? No, no, I'm not asking that nope. question. I'm not. Yeah, a- probably... If you've seen the episode of that South Park, I don't. I don't need to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, uh, go watch that episode. That. Go watch those episodes of South Park if you want to get why I'm laughing. Um, and Marge's like, that story isn't funny. And the sergeant's <laughs> like, I guess you had to be there. What? <laughs> That's not a funny story. I'd be mortified. Wait, we don't know what type of sweatshop it was, though. It could have been for making Funko Pops or something. No, he said sneakers. Oh, did he? He oh, literally sneak- said sneakers at gunpoint. So he's working oh. for Nike. Oh, right. Don't wasn't don't, a- don't cancel us, Nike. It was a joke. Wait, it was a no, joke. no, no. Wasn't, wasn't that a, not a rumor? Wasn't that, like, true at one point or no? What, that Nike had sweatshops? Yeah. I think it. I, uh, I think it was actually true for a little bit. I don't think they actually have. I, I don't think they do it anymore. I think a lot of sneaker shops actually were made out of China. I don't know yeah. how much that is true nowadays, but it still might be true. Um, and so uh, the sergeant says uh, the United Nations shut down the factory uh, just the last week, and the embassy shipped him home, and here he is. But how would they know who he is? Yeah, exactly. Like, I got to imagine there's got to be, like, some paperwork and fingerprints and, like, that can't take a week. That's got to be months. This is this is the U.S. government we're talking about. I know. Well, he was in the Army. 
I think once you enter the army, you get your fingerprinted, photoed. I mean, there's definitely... Yeah, but uh, they they have to make sure... I mean, but well, I mean, maybe if he's in the army, it's expedited. But, like, it's still our U.S. government. Yeah. Um, And so Chalmers uh, turns to uh, Skinner. Fake Skinner? What? Fake Skinner. Fake Skinner. And so he's like, so what's your story, Seymour? That is your real name. Dude, <laughs> I use that line so much. I, 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 And the funny thing is, I don't even think I got it from this episode, because I had a friend who used to use this line. And yeah. I don't I don't know where he got it, but I, like, I would see a friend, I go, be like, Eric, if that is your real name. Like, <laughs> I maybe, I, maybe subconsciously I got it from this episode, but I, I use that line a lot. And Skinner's like, well, obviously it isn't. My real name <laughs> is Armin Tamzarian. And apparently, uh, Armin Tamzarian is an Armenian name, which is also the name of the real estate agent of the writer of the show, who later went on to become a lawyer at Fox. Yeah, so Armin Tamzarian, um, he got it from a claims adjuster who assisted uh, him after a car accident when he moved to Los Angeles. However, uh, the real Armin Tamzarian is actually now a California California Supreme uh, Superior Court judge. Oh. And he was actually unaware his name was being used <laughs> until after the episode aired. And then Keeler said he later received a curtly phrased letter from Tamzarian <laughs> who wanted to know why his name appeared in the episode. <laughs> Yeah. And that yeah. Keeler feared he would face legal troubles, but afterwards, Tamzarian explained that he was simply curious and did not intend to scare anyone. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Come they on, used man. his li- it's not like they used his likeness. Yeah, Armin Tamzarian is like probably a very obscure name. But they like just wanted I- to pick something crazy. I mean, look, yeah. look, if I had anyone that had this messed up of a name. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. Armin. It's not that messed up. Like, this kind of, like, crazy of a name. Yeah. Like, I want to use it on a Simpson episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, like, seriously. Like, I, I'm i sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know if you necessarily have to, like, ask someone to use their name. Like, you don't have to do that, right? No. Because, like, like it, I, mean, I mean, look, I'm sure, like, the name, like, John Smith has been used in plenty of things. Yo, you know how common that name is well exactly like like i don't think it's against like that's why you put at the end of uh is that why you put at the end of movies and tv shows names and places are not you know it's you know it's pure coincidence that yes this well happened. I, I mean in this case technically i think this guy would have some recourse because i mean clearly he knew and he was probably the only one to write into The Simpsons. I mean, maybe yeah. there was another Armin Tamzarian out there who saw this episode and goes, huh, that's weird. <laughs> um, but I probably didn't think of anything of it. But the fact that this guy helped out Keeler after a car accident, I mean, clearly uh, yeah. he knew. Yeah. But I, he obviously didn't care enough to sue. Like, if our names ended up in a Simpsons episode because of this podcast we we theoretically could have recourse because they are using our name 
And yeah. if they used it in a way that defamed us or slandered oh, sure. us, like, oh, like we'll if, get there. We'll get there with Homer Simpson. We haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. it we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. So I mean, technically, I think this guy could have had some recourse, but he also probably didn't want to have to deal with lawyers. Yeah, not the not the Simpson lawyers. That's for sure. So I mean, um, so everyone gasps except for Bart, who laughs. Yeah, he's like, ah, Armin. <laughs> Armin. Uh, and Skinner goes, I'm an orphan from Capital City. And those who recall my fight to outlaw teenage rudeness may be shocked to learn that I myself was once a street punk. Oh, man. Street um, punk so, Skinner. So now we get a flashback to young Armin riding a motorcycle. And then he snatches an old lady's purse. And he's like, <laughs> he was like, I was, uh, the way I was going, it was only a matter of time before I wound up in front of a judge. And then in the flashback, the young Armin hits a judge with his motorcycle. Yep. Yeah. Um, he ran into a judge. Yeah. Literally. Literally, he wound up in front of a judge. Yep. Uh, and so he go, He continues. He's like, I got arrested. They gave me a choice. Jail, the army, or apologizing to the judge and the old lady. Why would not you just take the apology route? Because he's a street punk. You don't apologize uh, to anyone. That's true. He's like, of course, if I had known there was a war going on, I probably would have apologized. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so then, you know, now we get another flashback of young Armin fighting in a war. Like, there's, like, bombs going off, and it's, like, black and white. Um, and then, like, color comes, you know, colorizes, and we get, like, the, the unit. And we see Armin combing his hair, and the comb is shot out of his hand, which, that's a good shot. Yep. And uh, Armin, you know, stands up, he's like, you, who wants a piece of me? And the real Seymour Skinner jumps on Armin to get him back in the trench before he gets murdered. And so Skinner asks Armin if he's trying to get himself killed. And he's like, you have your whole life ahead of you. And uh, Skinner asks Armin if Armin has any dreams. And he's like, my dreams all involve combing my hair. <laughs> Who who is he? John Travolta from Greece? Yep. Yes, he is. He actually kind of has that look. That he does uh, have that greaser look. look. Yeah. Yeah. And so Skinner's like everyone has dreams. He's like, uh, he's like Skinner says I come from the town called Springfield. My dream is to become the principal of the elementary school. I mean, it's a good dream. But did yeah. you go to school for it? Did you get a degree? Probably not. You just can't go back to your small town. Be like, yeah, I I bossed around uh, kids in the army. I can boss (laughs) around kids in this school. Same thing. I mean, it 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 kind of is the same thing. (laughs) I honestly, if you go, if you if you go into the army or if you go into the U.S. military, if you get certain training for certain skills, I don't think you actually need school. Oh, because. Because going to the military is basically going to school, except for the fact that you might have to fight in a war. Yeah. And so Armin says some people would call that a pretty corny dream. Yeah. And it's like, uh, there's nothing corny about fresh-faced youngsters skipping to school, scraping knees, and spelling bees, and pies cooling softly on the windowsill. (laughs) Well, sir, if that's corny, then corn me up. Oh, God. That is like that is so corny. I know, but he's also thinking like the '60s, so yeah. that's like what it was like in the '60s. Yeah, 
And Armin explains that uh, Skinner took him under his wing and showed him showed Armin that life is worth living. And Armin came to think of Skinner as the big brother he never had. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And Skinner shows Armin uh, the pocket wash that we saw Armin using at the beginning of the episode. And Armin said uh, Skinner made him believe that he had a future after all. And then we see Armin and Skinner get off a helicopter with all the other army men. And Skinner runs forward and gets blown up. Presumably. I mean, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Or so we think. Well, he's here. He's not really yeah. gone. But yeah. I feel like he might have lost a limb or two. Yeah. If, he's if not he had standing. survived. Yeah, he, he ain't got all he ain't got all two arms and two legs and all ten toes and fingers. Yeah. That would have messed him up pretty bad. If even yeah. if he didn't even if he's lived, he'd probably be pretty messed up. Oh yeah, he'd probably have burn scars. Yeah. And uh maybe well he went to a Chinese doctor. Maybe they uh maybe they fixed him up. Maybe maybe he's Iron Man. We don't know. <laughs> um and uh Armin and the other soldiers are pulled into a room where uh Skinner uh where they told Skinner was missing and presumed dead. Yeah. And w- one of the MPs holds up the pocket watch, which we see, and Armin says his future died once again, and his life lo- uh life lost all meaning. I mean, when your mentor dies, I mean, you might think, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Although he built him up enough, obviously. Um, And Armin picks up the pocket watch, and it goes back to present day where Bart interrupts the story. It's like, (laughs) come on, get to the part where he steals identity. (laughs) And he's like, I'm trying to explain how emotional fragile I was. It's like, oh, it's one of those stories. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Every time I see, like, like either those biopics or anything, I was like, oh, let's like let's see this cool war story. It's like just a guy and his emotional yeah. problem. I'm like, yeah, let's get to killing people, right? It's more fun in a movie. <laughs> um, and uh, Armin explains that Skinner meant the world to him, and he explained that he felt uh, it was his duty to deliver the grim news to Agnes. <laughs> and so, sorry. <laughs> And so the young man, uh, Armin, knocks on Agnes's door and he tries to deliver the news, but has trouble doing it. Obviously, typically that's done by, like, the commanding officer. And since, yeah. I don't, I mean, sergeants have commanding officers, so I figure someone from the army would do it. But maybe Armin was like, you know what, he was, you know, my mentor, let me do it. I don't know if that's yeah. allowed in the army, but he was probably like, oh, let me do it. I, I feel and, like, well, usually, and it, usually it's not just one person. I usually, I think it's supposed to be two because of the emotional, you know, you know, the emotion oh, sure. of the, the, you know, going to somebody's house, telling them, Hey, you don't have a loved one anymore. Yeah. You know, and Agnes asks uh, Armin if he's Skinner and the older Armin can't explain why what he did, but maybe he couldn't bear to tell Agnes that her son, uh, tell her about her son. He says, and I would do it again. And the young Armin says that I'm Skinner. Yep. I mean, I guess you would kind of recognize your son, even if he's old. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she's old. She's senile, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Then, she looked pretty. I mean, she looked like maybe like in this spot, she was like, okay, so. the the When did he, when did the war, was it 77? When he went, yeah. like when. Sergeant Seymour Skinner was presumed dead. Um, so she's got to be like what in her eighties. So like 
this point, she's in her 60s. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think, I don't think she's senile yet. I yeah, think, well, what, 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 so here, here's the thing. And, and, um, Seymour says it to, after this, where like, she knew, she knew her son was gone. She didn't yeah. want it. Basically, she just, she just it was the one alone. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, but the younger, oh, you must, you must be Seymour. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You're Armin. Or you're Seymour. And then the older Armin uh, explains that he thinks Agnes deep down knew it wasn't her son, but the lie made them both happier than the truth ever could. Yeah. And uh, young Agnes tells the newly minted Seymour that he can have some lima beans as soon as he cleans up his room. Go. (laughs) Go clean up your room. And in a regular voice uh, says upstairs, third door on the left. So she knew. She knew. And Agnes yells at fake Skinner not to walk on the rugs. Yes, mother? Yeah. He's, uh, he's starting to play the part. Yeah. So back in the present, Armin tells Seymour not to judge Agnes too harshly because she was a lonely old woman. And if he must blame someone, blame me. Yeah. Well, why why would he blame his own mother? And Seymour, yeah. and, and the real Seymour is like, yeah, I was planning on blaming you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the plan all along. Yeah, and so my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody thought he was dead. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it should have stayed that but, way. Okay, we'll but okay, but it's a small... The funny thing is, okay, it's a small town. Yeah. He's from Springfield. Someone yeah. had to know, right? I mean, these people have been in this town for how many years? And this guy well, we, comes back? Well, we also don't actually know the age of the presumably real Sergeant Seymour Skinner. I mean, obviously he looks older, but we don't know how much older, like some people age, you know, people age differently. So maybe they're only like five years apart. Yeah. me. I don't know. Just seems like someone in the town should have known. Well, not as, and and don't forget they were in war. Maybe he got disfigured and they had to reshape his face. Sure. Okay. And, and, you know, voices can change. No, I mean, it's it's plausible that people might not have realized it. So Armin says, uh, that is that is it. And for the last 26 years, he has dedicated himself to live out the real Seymour's dream. And the real Seymour is like, I didn't dream about an aqua suit or a lavender shirt. <laughs> okay, so I like how he says 26 years. So he's yes. been at the school for 20 years to this point. So yeah. Does that mean like he went to school to become a principal? Maybe. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of, right? Well, it's well, it's weird. So we're in ninety. So if we take it for the actual year this came out, he's been at the school for twenty years. Yeah. So that puts him in seventy-seven. Yep. So so he would have gotten back to Springfield in nineteen seventy-one. Yep. So what was yeah? What was he doing for those six years? I mean, he he was forging documents. He was yeah. uh, getting his birth certificate in order. He it's was just, uh, he was going through the underworld to get uh, I, to steal his life. I mean, it's possible the school had a principal, and then it took like six years for that oh, principal to retire. Right. I guess you're right. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. So uh, so Seymour says Armin uh, did take care of Agnes, and uh, now we see. Uh, Agnes is now awake, and she's like, a dagger, a dagger through my heart. 
and uh, fake skin or yeah, fake Skinner's like, oh, here, mother, let me help you. Get your hands off of me. And the real Skinner, please, mom, you too, stranger. And he's like, I'm your son. I have no son. And Homer's like, look, lady, you obviously have at least <laughs> one son. And so yeah. Agnes's line of I have no son was last said by Rabbi Krastovsky and like father like clown. Uh, it was also spoken by lunch lady Doris in to the squeaky voice teenager in Team Homer and Abe to Homer in Old Money. Yep. I yeah. have no son. They like using this line, don't they? They do. And so uh, Agnes tells Homer, no, I have one stranger and one fraud. She's not <laughs> wrong. Yep. And so Seymour tells Agnes to take it easy. Take it easy, mom. She's like, back off. And Armin tells Seymour to listen to Agnes uh, because <laughs> she is quick with a hat pin. <laughs> is that like a stabby thing? Yeah, probably something a hat to keep your hat in? on your head. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like, a hat, the, like a pin to keep like your hat pin. on your head. Yeah. yeah. So it's a stabby object. Got it. Yes. Uh, Armin says he should go find a hotel, but Chalmers tells Armin he won't hear of it <laughs> and that he can sleep on the floor of the principal's office. Yeah, that's nice it's of nice. him. Yeah. Well, now that he's not so, really Seymour, he doesn't have to treat him like an asshole. <laughs> no, but he's but he's still going to be clearly the principal of the school, even though Apparently. he's not Skinner anymore? I, I, well, we'll get to that. Um, so the next morning, uh, Bart is sent to the principal's office and he <laughs> has to wake up Armin, who I love. He was like, he hear Bart, here's Bart comes in and he like sprints to his desk. <laughs> and, uh, Bart tells Armin that Edna sent him because he forged Homer's signature on his report card. That is such a Bart thing to do. Yeah. He would have done it anyways, regardless yeah. of the situation. He yeah. would have done it anyways. Yeah. And so Armin tells Bart that, you know. He's like, Bart, you know that's wrong. And Bart's like, well, I don't see how signing Homer's name is any different than you using Sergeant Skinner's name. And and so Armin thinks, he's like, hmm, punishing you would be somewhat hypocritical. And Armin tells Bart to write a 30-word essay on what Bart did. And Bart's (laughs) like, easy there, you big imposter. (laughs) 30 words. I I mean, 30 words is a pretty big punishment. It would take you two minutes to write. I know. Bart doesn't um, like that. So Armin, you know, goes to the Quickie Mart uh, to buy some stuff, and he uh, tries <laughs> writing out a check. And he goes, "So, um, should I sign my original name?" And Apu's like, "Just put an X, then call yourself whatever the hell you want." <laughs> <laughs> Apu uh, don't care. Apu just cares about making that money. Oh, that's He's like, great. He's like, it's if it ain't gonna get me in trouble, I do not care. And so, uh, fake Skinner's like, well, now there's no need for profanity. I guess I I just don't know why the town should be. I mean, I guess if you like the guy that much, I mean, I guess you'd be yeah. a little pissed. Yeah. But I guess I don't know if there's a real need to be pissed. Uh, I, I mean, well, I mean, if you're the U.S. government, you should be pissed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not not a poo. Yeah. Uh, and so Armin says his name may have changed, but he is still the same man as the last week. And Marge is there, and she interrupts, and she's like, you're not, uh, says not to them he is not, meaning he's not the same man. 
Yeah. But he, I mean, he is. Like, his his personality hasn't changed. Just his but name. It's, but it's funny. He changed, well, he had to change his personality to do what he needed to do. Correct. But, again, I mean, I, I, I suppose if you learn somebody that you've known for 20 plus years is not who they said they were, yeah, I guess you would probably go, you'd probably might be a little pissed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Marge, Marge is like, how would you feel if you found out Ned Flan- <laughs> Flanders was an imposter? And I was like, <laughs> Flanders, you know, the guy that took over the school when you were kicked out for Bart's dog falling on Chalmers. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> and Marge is like, you know, our next door neighbor, the religious guy. <laughs> I mean... Come on, how okay, he's not Mr. Burns. Let's yeah. like couldn't Marge have picked like uh Hans Moleman? Oh, like look. Hans Moleman would have been a great choice. That would have been like, a what great if, choice. What if you find out Hans Moleman isn't Hans Moleman? Who? Would, okay, that would have been a better choice than Ned yeah. Flanders. Because as yeah. you said, he took over the school for Skinner. He come on. Like yeah. that that was probably the worst pick name yeah. that could have been done. And the arm is like you mean Reverend Lovejoy? Uh, no, that's not who I mean. I mean, come on. And Marge says what she means is, uh, is just a stranger pretending to be something he's not. And, you know, Armin gets sad. He's like, all right. Marge apologizes. She's like, that's how I feel. I'm sure yeah. that's how a lot of the town people feel. Yeah. And Armin tells her not to apologize, and it's time for him to stop pretending. But after 20 years, are you really pretending anymore? And that's who you really are? Yeah, I mean, he changed his personality, what he does. He cha- I mean, he changed himself to fit his better lifestyle, really, because yeah. he didn't want to be a street punk anymore. Yeah. So, in reality, I think he did what he did to help his life. Otherwise, yeah. he probably would have been in jail. Yeah. Um, so, the town gathers at the elementary school for an assembly, and uh, Chalmers is like... No. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. Skinner's like... Or fake Skinner's like, I've called this assembly to announce my retirement. Effective as at the end of this sentence. And the cloud stares blankly. Blankly at him. He's like, this sentence I'm speaking. Right now. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and then the crowd bursts into a gasp and shocked murmurs. <gasps> <laughs> and, uh... Armin uh, explains that he uh, wrongfully uh, usurped Sergeant Skinner's position and suggests to consider the sergeant to replace Armin. Yeah. And uh, uh, Chalmers like, well, now, I don't know. And he turns to the real Skinner's like, Skinner, do you know anything about being a principal? And the real Skinner's like, well, it's been my lifelong ambition. And if a man pretending to be me could do it, well, then, logically... The real me must be far more qualified. <laughs> and Charles was like, good enough. Uh, so well, clearly I mean, he well, runs the school system very well. Well, I mean, look, he had Ned Flanders as principal. That too, yes. God, but, in these hallways? But in a public school? I almost, I almost feel like, though, well, I, I feel like Skinner would be smart enough to realize maybe he'd have to go to school or get some sort of education to become a principal. He's not that dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I don't no know. Idea. Um and uh Chalmers takes the podium. It's like Armin Tanzarian's reign of terror is over. 
It's not like the thing is, it's not like he did a bad job. He actually did a great job. Uh, like now let us welcome our new principal skinner, principal Seymour Skinner. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the old skinner, uh, to Bart. I'm oh, sorry. No. Um, and so the principal skinner kind of wanders off stage and, you know, he's taken, taken a leave and everyone else cheers as Armin walks away. And uh, Armin leaves uh, Agnes's house and gives back some personal items to Skinner. And Skinner, uh, this belongs, uh, Skinner, you belong to the Radio Shack Battery Club. <laughs> uh, that that joke doesn't play Jeez. anymore. Nope. Unfortunately. And 10 Canadian dollars, that was a souvenir from his trip to upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like the real Skinner went. No. No, he didn't. But uh... he needs that 10 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Or loonies, as it were. Yes. And uh, Seymour uh, chuckles and says Armin had led quite a life. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Armin says, uh, it's your life, and I just kept it warm for you. <laughs> Even though we didn't know he was ever coming back. Correct. And uh, Armin hands back Seymour's pocket watch with Agnes's picture still inside. And Armin asks Seymour to take care of the watch. Yeah, I think he actually said, like, "Will you take care of her for me?" Yeah, it's like I'll wind her every day. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird because, like, I saw that I'm like, because they were originally talking about you know his, well his they weren't that's, well they weren't talking about Agnes, but he had said that the picture was still inside. So when he said, "Will you take care of her?" I you're thought, assuming, yeah, you're assuming Agnes, not the watch. Yeah, and then which is why but, that line is hilarious. Yeah, I it was just it was it was interesting. Yep, and then they salute and say goodbye. Yep. and then Agnes comes out to give Armin a poached fish and tells him to be careful because the fish is full of tiny bones. Yeah, she's at least still being polite. Yeah, and so uh, Armin says he will be careful, and he's like, but he, and he's like, I will be careful, but. I mean, Mrs. Skinner? Probably could have called her Agnes, but okay. Yeah, and so uh, Armin leaves, and he goes to Agnes' apartment, and uh, he's like, I know they were planning on seeing a film, but instead, I'm leaving town forever. I do like the fact that they're actually showing that they're still together. Yeah, and Edna pleads with him not to leave. She's like, I don't care what Armin has done. She's like, you're a decent and honorable man. Is he honorable though for taking somebody else's identity? He is. He is a decent man for for what she is seeing. But is it really that honorable to steal somebody's identity? He felt bad for Agnes. That's fair. And so Armin says uh, that is the kind of talk that makes him want to marry her. But instead, <laughs> I'm leaving town forever. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love. I love how the the delivery of the I'm leaving town forever lines go. Yeah. So they kiss goodbye. Yep. And off he leaves. And Armin goes to the store you stuff. Like the, you know, storage, storage locker. lockers. Yep. And he goes to his uh, storage locker and he opens and he opens up a small foot locker and pulls out a leather jacket and says, it's time to pick up where I left off as a no good street punk. <laughs> but why? I mean, uh, yeah, you don't have to do that. You can just take your old life and go to Shelbyville or something. Yeah, and so we see Bart, Millhouse, and Martin are hanging out by the story you stuff. Like, Bart has, like, a drink. I think Millhouse had ice cream, and Martin had food as well. 
So they're they're pals with Martin again? Yeah, why are those three hanging out? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And Armin rides past them. I love the I love the fact that like he starts up his motorcycle and it sounds like a gunshot. I mean, well, it's an old motor- motorcycle. It's probably been in the storage locker for twenty years. Yeah, I'm surprised. And also, that it would just out. start up. Yeah, yeah. And so he uh, rides past the kids, and he's like, "Up yours, children." <laughs> I mean, I mean, he isn't no good street punk again. Yep. And as he drive, and he drives towards Capital City, which is thirty miles away. So it's gotten closer. Yes, yes, it has. So now <laughs> we cut to uh, Ken Brockman. And he laughs, and he's like, "Now to recap the top story in its entirety." Which news station ever had? A, have you guys ever had a slow news day? Well, we're we like, ca- eh, we might as well talk about this again. We kind of in, in the morning in our morning show. We in the last fifteen minutes, they do kind of a recap of all the stories. Oh, um, I didn't. I didn't. I know they did that. Yeah, in the morning show, night 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 side, they don't really do that. But the other thing, we do rerun a lot of the same stories. Um, but yeah, you, but you wouldn't do it like right after like talking about it. Because <laughs> that's what it's... that's you never had that slow of a news day. <laughs> no. And so uh, Ken reads that the adaptable citizens of Springfield have opened their hearts to Principal Skinner, and they put the pic- they put a picture up of Armin, <laughs> and Ken's like, "That's the wrong picture." And so they put up the they put up a picture of the new principal Skinner, but it's upside down. That was weird to me because in '97, hell, I don't I don't know if they had computer generated graphics quite yet in '97. They might have now. I don't think so. I don't know how they did the over the shoulder shot in the in the late '90s. But Kent's like, you guys are idiots. Could it have been done on like a TV? So not digitally. Could it have been uh like? Did, did they ever do like TV screens? I don't know. Like mon like mon like over the shoulder monitors, like computer monitors, and then you just send an image to the computer monitor. I I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't huh? remember. Mind you, I took a history of like television course where it was. I mean, it was kind of like it wasn't like TV shows. That, necessarily it was like the the basics of like doing like television and like all the like different it was weird one of the tests i had to take was naming the parts of like television and camera pieces (laughs) i got a d in that class good job so uh yeah now now you operate a camera so (laughs) no i don't no i don't operate camera not anymore i'm an editor but i used to operate (laughs) but i didn't know how like the inside of like all of it like work together i just need to know how to focus and zoom <laughs> i don't know what this thing is but as long as i can press this red button that hits record i'm yeah, good exactly um and so look do you know how the inside of a tv works uh yes there's lcd pixels that are red green and blue and no no like they... the actual components like you open up the back of the tv and all the wiring do you know how all that works uh nope because I'm not a computer scientist, but I know what the parts, I know what the name of the parts are. Isn't that what your quiz was on? Was what the yes. name of the parts are? Not how actually, actually that quiz, I think I did all right on. It was the rest of that class that it was a blue, it was blue book exams. Okay. <laughs> Those things are horrible. <laughs> um, And so Quimby and Chalmers hold a rally for the new Skinner and uh, new Skinner says in many ways, Springfield really beats 
the old slave labor camp and everybody cheers. I would hope so. Yeah. I hope it would beat out the old slave labor camp. And we see the Simpsons are not actually at the rally because they're watching it on TV. And Lisa says she admits that the new Skinner seems okay, but the old Skinner pulled himself up from the streets and earned their respect and admiration. See, even Lisa gets it. Lisa gets it. Yeah. And uh, Bart reminds Lisa that Armin lied about his name. Lisa says, a name doesn't matter. Like, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Bart's like, not if you called him stench blossoms. <laughs> or crap weeds. Like, and Bart's like, I sure hate to get a dozen crap weeds for Valentine's Day. I'd rather have candy. And I was like, not if they were called scum drops. <laughs> I do love that line. Yeah, I do yeah. I do love the whole rose by any other name thing. Yeah. Because I'm like Bart, man. I'm like, not if you called him called this. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I do love it. I love it. Yes. And uh, Chalmers introduces the new Skinner to Bart's class and that he would like to say a few words. And Chalmers reminds the kids that they have to respect the new Skinner because he is a war hero. And then Nelson laughs. Like, I didn't. Like, that was weird. I mean, you don't laugh at that. Was just odd. Come and then on. he doesn't even get yelled at for it. I know. And then New Skinner thanks Chalmers and says, Where he comes from, there is no better way to get acquainted than by reciting the Pledge of Allegiance together. And all the kids stare, and New Skinner asks Bart to lead the pledge. <laughs> now, obviously, they don't do this in, in schools. Oh, they, do they still do the. The pledge? Uh, pledge of Allegiance. I'm sure. Well, I know some, we did. I'm, I'm sure in a lot of schools they still do the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm sure with the way our society in America has started to tilt a little bit, I'm sure there are some schools that don't do the pledge anymore. Yeah. Um, technically speaking, I think it's okay to do the pledge because it has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. But, but. The Pledge of Allegiance, doing it in school, is sort of an indoctrination tactic. Yeah, I guess if you guys, like, my kid's only in kindergarten, so they're not obviously not doing it. But if you guys have kids in, I guess, first through fifth, I think we did it. Did we even do it in middle school? We might have done it in middle school. I don't think we, oh, I think we did it in high school on uh, homeroom days. Okay. We didn't, yeah, so we didn't, you guys, we you didn't guys do it on every these, day. Yeah, if you guys know if they still do this in schools, let us know. And uh, Bart Bart does his Pledge of Allegiance. He's like, hey, America, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. America. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I Uh, like that better than the Pledge. I'm not going to lie. That one's damn good. And uh, New Skinner says, that is very concise, but it's an insult to everything I suffered for. (laughs) Is it, though? Is it? Yeah, and uh, New Skinner calls Bart uh, Jr. It's like, listen, Jr. He tells him to take a seat and to listen to someone who gave their youth in service for their country. And then uh, New Skinner turns to Edna and tells her to recite the pledge. He <laughs> <laughs> also calls her Crab Apple. Uh, I've been calling her Crandall. Uh, <laughs> someone tell me. I'm making an ass of myself. That's the first thing I thought of when he said Crab Apple. And yeah. you know what's funny? What's funny about this is I knew at some point she was called Crab Apple. Yeah. I assumed it was Homer that called her that. 
that's oh, you what were I wrong. always I know. That's what I had always imagined was that yeah. Homer called her crab apple and not the new Skinner. So Yeah. But I do love it. Yeah. And end of questions, how long has it been since you've dealt with women? <laughs> well, twenty some years apparently. Yeah. And New Skinner as Edda, are you asking me out? Oh my god, he's so delusional. I know. And so now we cut back to Armin. He's back yep. in his old neighborhood. And uh he sees a help wanted sign at the uh, topless nudes. <laughs> she is. And so he takes a job there because well he needs money, right? Needs money to live and they're they're looking for help. And he has a script in his hand. He's like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Capital City's nakedest ladies. They're not even wearing a smile. That's great. <laughs> and then a nod suggestively. Yeah, he reads that out instead of doing it. I'm guessing it was in like parentheses Probably. or quotes or something. Also, you forgot to mention he's wearing a new, new, nude sign. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. It's like, yes, six. Count them. Six gorgeous ladies just dying for your leers and catcalls. Yowza, yowza. <laughs> Good God. He's never got bringing anyone into that place. That's for sure. Oh. Well, he just got the script. He's got to yeah, learn. Yeah. Got to get a little bit uh, more excited about it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Agnes stares at the clock when uh, New Skinner walks in and uh, she points out that it's 730. Where have you been? Yeah. So New Skinner obviously is acting. Like a grown-up. Correct. I can go out. I can... Now, the fact that he's living with his mother, maybe he doesn't have a place yet, but maybe yeah. he should just stay at a hotel or... Maybe. Or something. Like, it's just kind of weird that uh, he would actually want to stay with her. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it seems kind of odd. Um, and Skinner says, I was at a bar. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. But on Friday nights, you come straight home from school. <laughs> How does she not know what a bar is? I don't know. They're just uh, they're just playing the scene. Yeah, Agnes is like, it's silhouette night. Now sit in that chair. And uh, Skinner's like, I just came home to change into a turtleneck. And Agnes uh, is like, no, sit. And Skinner's like, we'll talk about this in the morning. He's like, <laughs> also, I'm borrowing your car. And they zoom in on Agnes with the angry eyes. I almost wonder... Like, obviously, he missed most of his life in Springfield. Correct. So, are we to assume, obviously, it's the exact opposite of what Skinner, of the old Skinner would do, but yeah. are we, like, he missed his whole, like, teenage rebellious years with his mom, and he's just acting uh, out? No, because I feel like he was an adult in the army. I guess so. Yeah, I guess he was a sergeant. I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> And so now we cut uh, to the grocery store. Dude, every, I love this. Every time, I don't know how much longer we see this animation for, but every time we've seen this outside shot of the grocery store, they use the animation with the cart rolling into the street. <laughs> every yeah. time. I love it. I love it. Um, and so uh, we see Marge and Maggie are grocery shopping and they run into Agnes. And uh, Marge is like, oh, how is your new son working out? And Agnes calls Skinner a child. She's like, he's the most disobedient, smart-alecky, middle-aged man in creation. <laughs> I mean, he, again, he's a middle-aged man. He can do what he wants. Exactly, yeah. But she's so used to other Skinner, you know. But I guess just... the I, I guess the real question is, was she like this when, when real Skinner was growing up? 
Uh, was she flossy? Was she? We don't know. And I, I feel like, and I feel like the, you know, after seeing this episode, I feel like why our principal Skinner acted the way he did with Agnes. This kind of explains why he was that way because, like, oh, she knew he wasn't the real Seymour, so he just went along with everything because she could out him. Maybe I mean that could be. I, true. Don't, I don't know if that's what the the writers were going for. But, I mean, it's a good explanation of why he's so whipped by his own mother. Yeah, possible. Um, And so, Edna comes up, and she's like, she says hi to Marge and Agnes. And she's like, is this the line for people who want to badmouth Sergeant Skinner? (laughs) And Marge is like, "Uh, yes, only if you have ten items or less. And so, Edna (laughs) takes three things out of her cart and just chucks them. Like, 12, 11, 10. 10. She's like, 12, 11, 10. Skinner is a weenie. Oh God! And so Marge is like, to be fair, I liked Armin too, but uh, he was at least as big a weenie as Sergeant Skinner. And I was like, yeah, but he was our weenie. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, and so Agnes uh, says Armin was a weenie you could be proud of to call your son. <laughs> and so Marge is like, did you ever tell him that? And Agnes is like, oh my God, I didn't. No, I mean she just. Took it for granted. She had her son back, or yeah. quote unquote son back, and it's like, all right, I can boss him around. I can do whatever, yeah. and yeah. yeah. So now we come to a scene, a scene <laughs> that is quite a scene. So Homer is driving Marge, Agnes, and Edna, and he asks them to explain. He's like, once more, where are we going? And Edna's like, Capital City. Homer's like. Why are you, why are you and the old lady in the car? And Agnes is like, we're going to talk to Armin into coming back. Homer's like, why is Marge here? And Marge is like, I came up with the idea. He's like, okay, why am I here? And Marge's like, because the streets of Capital <laughs> City are no place for three unes- unescorted ladies. Okay. Homer's like, why are the kids here? Marge's like, we couldn't find Abe to sit for them. And then Homer's like. Why is Abe here? And Abe's like, Jasper didn't want to come by himself. Homer <laughs> chuckles like, all right, fair enough. Why is, Why Jasper, is Jasper here? <laughs> that's, that's so great. Why is Jasper? Clearly like, you found Abe. Because Abe's in the car. Like, this, this scene, this, it's great. Because I love Homer's like, just going down the line of why everybody's there. And then, this is, I think this is where I picked up on the word on the words "fair enough" because I say that. Oh, I do say "fair lot. enough" a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is where I picked it up, but like this scene is just, it's like, but why is Jasper there? Yeah, I want to know that story. Give me that story. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, and then Abe sees Agnes in the front seat. He's like, "Hello, beautiful," and he's like, <laughs> "In your dreams," and Abe's like. We'll see about that. And I want this superpower. <laughs> Abe instantly falls asleep. I want this power. Because yeah. I'm awake for like a half hour after I go to bed. Um, yeah. And so he starts snoring and he goes, starts muttering, hello, beautiful. And then he continues <laughs> snoring. So clearly he saw Agnes in his dreams. Yep. Yeah. And so everyone goes to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel for transients. <laughs> yep. And, uh, um, and Skinner, uh, Tamzarian is, uh, my mind is made up. 
I'm not coming back, and that's final. Anchorball was like, oh, Seymour. It's like, and I'm not Seymour. My name's Armin. This is Armin's apartment, <laughs> Armin's liquor, Armin's copy of Swank, Armin's frozen peas. I was like, can I see your copy of Swank, Armin? Like, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Homer doesn't really want to be there. He just wants no. to be uh, entertained. Correct. And he says, uh, this is Armin's life, and it may not be perfect, but he's back to where he belongs. It's like, I was born a no good Nick, and I will die a no good Nick. <laughs> and uh, Agnes yells at Armin, calling him Seymour. It's like, I didn't bring up to use that language like that. It's like, but he didn't bring me up at all. The hell I didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, she, it's like, I've been taking care of you for the last 26 years. I'm the only mother that you've ever known. That's true, because he did say he was raised as an orphan. Yep. Yeah. And Armin tells uh, Agnes that uh, she has her real son. It's like, you have your real son. It's like, uh, you're my real son. It's like, you've been my son longer than he has. It's like, it's like, I don't need her and he doesn't need me. Yeah. And it's like, march down your sails and get into that car. <laughs> yes, mother. <laughs> Jesus. She's like, she does not like new Skinner no. or her son. And uh, Agnes tells the rest of the group to go to, and they all sign, yes, Mrs. Skinner. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so the group drives through Springfield with Homer honking the horn and the townspeople congregating around the elementary school. <laughs> uh, and so as Homer drives Samzarian back into Springfield, they pass Lewin Van Houten standing with Chase, yep. a.k.a. Pyro, yep. uh, the American gladiator she started dating in a millhouse divided. Yeah. So they, they left that little nugget nugget in there which is kind of cool um and uh homer's like everyone look armin's back it's (laughs) gonna take over the school again (laughs) and uh quimby tells everyone to hold on armin is an unsavory character who played them all for chumps and i was like all right so he is a fraud i don't care agnes doesn't care and do any of you care no Except Apu cared. Did he? Marge cared originally. Well, originally, but if Agnes doesn't care, why should anybody else care? Yeah. I mean, I, I it's like a, a the, the news cycle. Everyone forgot after, you know, a day. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not the real Skinner? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's old news. Yeah. And uh, Sergeant Skinner comes out and tells everyone that they seem to have forgotten that he's Seymour Skinner. Yeah, he's like... Springfield is where I belong. He's like, they can't just ask him to disappear because they like some other guy better. Bro, you were gone for 26 years. They didn't even know you existed up until a couple of days ago. I guarantee you they wouldn't care if you just disappeared again. Yeah, they could just do the Poochie thing. Poochie went off to his planet to fight aliens. And he died you know, on his way. You know, this episode is kind of like that. It is, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Skinner continues by saying he gave half of his life to them and asks if he is entitled to a little dignity. I'm assuming he meant like half of his life in the army. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so Armin says the sergeant is right. And Chalmers says he doesn't see any way out of the situation. Homer of all people <laughs> says, I think I have a solution that'll satisfy the town and let Sergeant Skinner keep his dignity. <laughs> the next scene they tie the, they tie the sergeant <laughs> to a chair and the chair is tied up to a train car <sighs> or like platform thing yeah and the sergeant says he is a hero 
And Homer says, yeah, we I salute, salute you the, for it. And everybody salutes. And Homer <laughs> tells the sergeant not to come back. And so as the train starts to go away, Agnes follows along, follows along the train and she's like, uh, she apologizes to the sergeant. She's like, it's nice to know that you're alive, but it's just not what you're looking for. I'm just, it's not what I'm looking for in a son. She's like, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that you understand. This isn't like a pet or a partner. Like, I mean, I get it. He's, could you imagine her mom be like, like you and all, but not really what I'm looking for in a son. Yes, I could actually imagine her fucking saying that. Dude, seriously, you did not see my high school years. I can imagine her saying that in my high school years. Now, not so much, but... Uh, And so Armin says it was a lovely gesture, but they have to face the fact that he really isn't Seymour Skinner. And Homer says, oh no, we don't, you know, have to face that fact. He's like, Judge Schneider? And uh, the Judge Snyder's like, by authority of the city of Springfield, I hereby confer upon you the name of Seymour Skinner, as well as his past, present, future, and mother. (laughs) And uh, Skinner's like, okay. And Snyder continues, and further, and I further decree that everything will be just like it was before all this happened, and no one will ever mention it again, under penalty of torture. So they retcon to retcon. I like it. Yeah. And so, you know, the town cheers, and uh, Agnes gives back the pocket watch, and it's like, it's yours again. And Seymour hugs Agnes, and he's like, I've never been happier or prouder to be Seymour Skinner. Again. Yep. Again. <laughs> and he says, the last few days, as the, that hot-headed rogue Armin Tamzerian has taught him a thing or two. He's, uh, he says, maybe he has been too uptight in the past. From now on, they're going to see a new Seymour Skinner. And Skinner, like, loosens up his tie. <laughs> and Agnes is like, oh, no, they won't. <laughs> Seymour's like, yes, mother. And straightens the tie. And ends the episode. Now, before we react or give our, our things, there's a few... Um, background um so in the dvd commentaries for this episode writer ken keeler is among others defending this episode against the strong negative reaction from fans uh and critics due to its heavy heavy continuity snarl over principal skinner's life which i've said in the past that like continuity didn't necessarily matter to the simpsons but we've seen through the first nine episodes that they have continuity minor yeah i mean minor yeah. Um, but Groening and Shear have gone on record to say that this was their least favorite episode. So, I mean, if the creator of The Simpsons hated this episode, you know. Um, and again, this concept was hated by the majority of the audience. Uh, the changing of fan favorite Principal Skinner to Sergeant Skinner makes this one of the most unpopular Simpsons episodes thus making Sergeant Skinner one of the most unpopular Simpsons characters, making it one of the few Simpsons episodes to be explicitly dismissed from canon. Yeah. However, there is one episode where they they say the name Armin. Oh, yeah. And we will get to that episode eventually. All right. But there is also a deleted scene from this episode where Sideshow Mel tries to defend Sergeant Skinner, saying that he got to know him and really likes him. (laughs) However, 
Everyone else disagrees. This may have actually foreshadowed the writer and showrunners defending this episode. And I have a feeling that scene was cut out from when Homer brings Armin back. Oh, okay. I would assume that's where it was. I've never seen this deleted scene. So, yeah, this episode, I hate the plot. I hate the continuity. I hate that they retconned a retcon. It's just, I feel like there's a different way they could have gone about it without upsetting this, you know, the, the, the Simpsons, like continuity and like universe. Uh, this was not the way, um, it is by far the worst plot driven episode of the Simpsons. Absolutely. 100%. However, with that being said, there is a lot of funny takeaways from this episode. There are a lot of funny jokes. The what what is what is the oral hilarious <laughs> um you know, there's uh the the whole scene with Homer and the ladies and the kids all driving to get Skinner back. That scene is phenomenal. I love it. I want to know why Jasper is there. Um so there are there are some good points. So as much as I want to give this a one, I will give it a two, eat my shorts, because there are some good jokes. All right. Well, you know, after watching this episode, reviewing this episode, I still can't imagine how people think this is as bad as it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's I, I was laugh like I was laughing. I yeah. mean, yes, the story itself, I like hated the plot story. story, is not necessarily the best. It's I the personally worst. like the I personally like the retcon of the retcon. Just because no. they're like they 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 made up a character, they brought him in, and then they're like, you know what? You don't fucking exist anymore. <laughs> like, I find that absolutely hilarious. I mean, kind of like I like I said, like the Poochie thing, they're like, Yeah, Poochie existed for a minute. Get the fuck out of here. We hated you. Like, yeah. that's how I felt. Like, I'm like, you know what? We're getting rid of this character. He's an asshole. Now, would it have been funny for maybe an episode or two to have Armin keep his real name? See, that's the thing. Maybe. If they had if they had done like a, a story arc of this, yes. I could forgive it. But the fact that it takes place all in one episode, no. I, I yeah, can't the only it. the only reason I think it had to take place in one episode is because this was Bill Oakley and J- Josh Weinstein's last thing. Yeah. And I mean maybe they could have they could have convinced the writers to do it, but Personally, me, I'm going three, don't have a cow, man. It's not the worst. It's definitely, definitely not the best. But I like the fact that, I, I mean, I don't know. This, some of the jokes, some of the, I mean, I, I don't know. You can hate me if you want out there, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's a great episode by any means. The story is kind of a I joke in this. of itself. I hate the but, story. But, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Skinner will be looser in the future. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in a future few episodes to see if maybe Skinner's not as uptight anymore. Maybe he's looser. He's a little I bit more of a it. rebel. But we'll we'll see. See what uh, transpires. So let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have Sergeant Seymour Skinner. And uh, where has he been? Where has this sergeant been? Well, he spent five years as a prisoner in a secret POW camp. It was then sold to China for slave labor. Until recently, he had been making sneakers at gunpoint in a sweatshop in Wuhan. <laughs> I mean, at least he's making some shoes. 
yeah. uh, his lifelong ambition to become principal of uh, Spring- Springfield Elementary. I mean, that's a good thing to have. Yep. ambition, especially at war. Yeah. Uh, he annoys Agnes by not cowering before her and by borrowing the car without her permission. Yeah. Um, and dislikes uh, Tamsarian's aqua suit and lavender shirt. I mean, if you're going to be principal of Springfield Elementary, that's your wardrobe. Yeah. You have to wear that. You can't not like that. And he wears a maroon V-neck sweater when going out on the town and changes into a turtleneck when uh, when he comes home. Because that's his night-night outfit. Yeah. His day outfit is the uh, maroon neck V-sweater. But uh, yeah, when he goes out to out to party, turtleneck's, yeah. the, turtleneck's the thing. So uh, you guys can check us out on the social medias. I uh, reopened up our Facebook account. Uh, so uh, at the Simpsons Did It podcast is our Facebook account. You can just search the Simpsons Did It podcast. It is a page. Um, it's not a business account like it was before. So I'm hoping now we won't get shut down. <laughs> I just did it as a as a page. So if you're wondering where our Facebook page disappeared off to, that's where. So basically, it's like a normal account. You become our friend. So I can send friend requests, yada, yada, yada. And, and you yeah. can join us. Everything will be on there. It'll be in your feed. It'll be awesome. So come and join us there. You can find us on Instagram at the Simpsons did it pod. Um, same thing on threads. Um, all of our podcasts are on uh, all the social media, uh, sorry, all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, our heart radio, uh, YouTube, YouTube music. Uh, make sure to like subscribe, comment, give us a rate and review. Um, we'll read your reviews on air. Um, if you guys would like to uh, give us some feedback, um, easiest way to do that is through email or phone. Uh, email is the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us a phone call or even text message. Text message would be fun too at 612-584-0986. Uh, we do have a voicemail message by Jaden LeBron. So make sure to take a listen to that um, if you want. Uh, so until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. <laughs>